Hey everyone, good morning. Fancy meeting you here. Happy Easter. You want to say Happy Easter? Happy Easter. <laughs> happy Easter, everybody. A happy Resurrection Sunday. I hope you're uh, uh, awakened this morning uh, in the light of God's uh, goodness shown to us in Jesus Christ, uh, that you've uh, just really appropriated um, this day and just set aside this time to recognize and to um, celebrate what, what Christ has accomplished for us in his life, his death, and now his resurrection. Praise the Lord for that. Uh, looking forward to uh, spending this time with you. This is our, man, I've lost count. Uh, this was our fifth Sunday in quarantine. Yeah, maybe. So, close. Yeah, close to that. Yeah, so um, anyway, so we're getting good at this, right? Right. Um, hey, let's start off with a word of prayer. There's a lot going on in our world. Uh, we want to pray for um, all those uh, being affected economically, physically, uh, by this uh, coronavirus situation. Uh, we're ready for it to uh, make its graceful exit at any time. Uh, but there's a lot of people that are serving on the front lines in hospital, in um, grocery stores, um, lots of things. And then there's a lot of people who've been displaced from their work because of this. So uh, let's lift all these up. Let's lift up, lift up our missionaries, those people serving uh, to, to share the gospel in difficult places. Uh, pray that they'd uh, just feel God's presence today, that they would uh, sense the Holy Spirit at work with them, uh, bringing encouragement, but also opportunity to, uh, to share the good news of Christ, of Him uh, risen and Him reigning as Lord and King. So uh, Chris, do you want to pray for us this morning? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for uh, just what this day represents and for the joy and celebration that it is. Father, I pray that a spirit of, of joy and celebration would um, just be upon all of us today as we're um, just looking forward to really diving deep into what today is all about and what it means. And as we have time to just be at home with our families, um, but away from the celebration and the liturgy that we're used to, Lord, I just pray that it would still be a special day set aside for all of us. Um, Father, I pray that you'd be with our country for all the people that are in need economically or physically. Father, that you would be their peace, uh, that you would be their comforter and their provider. Uh, we love you, Lord. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity that we have to uh, learn and grow. Um, just help us to learn what you would have us learn in this time of um, solitude, uh, this time set apart from our normal duties and the rest of the world. Um, but I pray that our, our community would still be strengthened during this time and that your word and your spirit would would flourish. Um, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, this is the first time ever in Hope and Anchor history that we've been um, called upon to share communion through the podcast. But nonetheless, uh, Christy and I are dressed up. We are um, both wearing our pastels. We did uh, it on Friday. Oh, that's right. We did it at the Good Friday. That's right. Yeah. But here we are wearing our uh, Easter pastels. We're dressed up from the waist up. So, uh, <laughs> and the quor quarantine, <laughs> quarantine dress code. So anyway, um, if you've got your communion uh, supplies, your 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 wine or juice and your bread, if you want to grab that now, gather your family and friends or whoever you're uh, locked down with, uh, we'll share communion together. Friends, let us come out of the darkness and join together in the light of God's love. You are invited to this table of life as we join with each other and seek communion with God. God is with you. And, and also, also with, with you. you. Lift up your hearts. We, we lift, lift them up to God. God. Let us give thanks to our Creator. It, it is, is right, right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give you our thanks and praise, O God. You created the world by speaking life into being. 
You place within us and within each plant and animal of your creation amazing abilities to form and nurture new life so that your creation might be renewed, reborn, season by season, child by child. You covenanted with your people and gave them law that showed the way of life, a path of peace, justice, mercy, reverence, and love. You provided wise men and women as judges for your people to show them the path to life. You called forth prophets who dared to speak the truth of life to worldly powers that promoted death. You sent Jesus, your Son, to walk in the way of life that we might follow. He suffered and died because of his refusal to participate in the death-dealing violence of the world. He rose again in victory because the powers of death cannot overcome the divine power of life. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of our God. Hosanna in the highest. You are holy, O God of life, and holy is Jesus Christ, your Son, the resurrected one. You sent your only begotten, in whom your fullness dwells, to be for us the way, the truth, and the life. Revealing your love, radiating your life, Jesus taught those who listened to him, healed those who believed in him, and received all who sought him. He enacted peace in the midst of violence, love in the face of hate. He offered divine life to all people suffering under worldly forces of death. We thank you, God, for the incredible gift of Jesus, the Word made flesh. Through his resurrection life, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from, from slavery to sin and death, and you made us a new people. It is as the renewed, redeemed, and enlivened people of God that we gather this morning and remember together that on the night before he died, Jesus took bread, and after giving thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, given for you, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant, sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Longing to experience and share the fullness of life that you offer, we take these gifts that you have given us, this bread and this cup, and celebrate with joy the eternal life offered to us through Jesus Christ. Accept our praise and thanksgiving. Accept our lives as holy offerings to you, that in losing our life we might find true life, and proclaim the resurrected Christ, all who offers life to all. Great is the mystery of faith. Dying, Dying you, you destroyed, destroyed our death. death. Rising, you restored our life. Lord Jesus, come in glory. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and upon these your gifts of bread and cup. By your Spirit, unite us with the living Christ and with all who seek to follow in his life-giving way, that we may further your reign of peace and justice in every place. In the eating of this bread as Christ's body, and in the sharing of this cup as Christ's blood, we invite your life to fill us. We invite your Spirit to lead us ever more faithfully to be the body of Christ in the world. All glory and honor are yours, eternal God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Christ, Christ has, has died. died. Christ, Christ is risen. risen. Christ will come again. again. That's great. All right, thanks for joining with us in communion.
thanks, Christy. All right, uh, let's see here. We are in the final week of our Easter mixtape series, uh, teaching series, where we've been kind of looking at the Psalms, uh, particular Psalms, and seeing how they point us overtly and covertly toward uh, the Messiah, toward Christ. And um, over the past three weeks, we've been looking specifically at a Messianic trilogy, a, a liturgy of sorts of Psalm 22, Psalm 23, and then today, Psalm 24. So as we get started, I want to kind of uh, engage our imaginations, maybe go back in time. Some of you were alive during the 1980s, uh, some of you were not, but for those of you who were not, I'm just going to ask you to maybe just uh, construct in your mind what it must have been like. Think about the music. I'm going to take you there, but I just want you to prepare for that. So let's talk about school real quick. Do you remember after-school skating parties? Do they even still have after-school skating parties? I hope they do. If they don't, what are we even doing in public education if we don't have after-school skating parties? Man, I hope that every child in America has the experience that I had with after-school skating parties because, frankly, they were the very best part of school. More than that, after-school skating parties, they were my time to shine. I didn't excel at many things, but man, the after-school skating party, that was my time to shine. I, I want to take you on a journey. I want to take you on a journey into memories. I want to engage, like I said, your imagination. I want to take you in a virtual time machine back to the 1980s. Are you there? Okay, listen. What songs come to mind when you think about the 1980s? More specifically, what songs come to mind when you think about after-school skating parties? Now, do you remember the couple skating songs? What couple skating songs come to mind for you? Well, for me, there's this one uh, by Air Supply. Oh man, that's sweet, soulful jam. I know that takes a lot of us back to uh, our adolescent years, skating uh, in the regular skate direction with that boy or that girl, uh, remembering all the, 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 the big feelings of, uh, of puppy love that we felt. Or maybe, uh, maybe that song doesn't do it for you, but maybe this one does when you think about uh, couple skating. I mean, what couple skating, uh, uh, what was couple skating in the 80s like without this song? Like a shadow on the other side. I don't know what to 
Yeah, Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Heart. If you go on YouTube, you'll notice that this video has almost 700 million views. 700 million views. That means everyone in the United States has watched this at least two times. So I know that this song speaks deeply to more than just me. Uh, it takes a lot of us back to um, our childhood, to our after-school skating party experiences. Uh, let's see, what about this song? This song was always special to me. I don't know why it just spoke to me in my um, tender teenage years. Um, yeah, imagine me skating, not backwards, but skating forwards in couple skating at Skateland. Yeah, anyone else have a Christopher Cross, this this song, uh, Sailing, just really speak to your soul? Yeah, it did for me. Okay, well, there was couple skating, which was a big deal, um, you know, but, you know, I wasn't much to see during the couple skating because, as I said, I couldn't skate backwards. I couldn't do any of that really suave stuff that uh, was required to really be successful at couple skating. Um, Additionally, I wasn't much of a threat when it came to the limbo because I was pretty tall and lanky. Uh, tall and lanky doesn't translate well to being good at limbo or that big dice game. However, I do remember the songs. Do you remember the songs of the big dice game or of limbo? Yeah, maybe that song isn't what comes to mind, but maybe uh, this little number does, huh? You might have guessed by now that me and Cool and the Gang, we have a special relationship. Uh, yeah, Cool and the Gang, Celebration. What a what an iconic tune that is. Uh, so, but like I said, I wasn't much to see during couple skating, and I wasn't really a threat during Limbo or the big dice game. I was a force to be reckoned with, however, when it came to speed skating. Speed skating was my jam. Uh, do you remember the speed skating songs? These speed skating songs were really important because they served as this musical fuel propelling me, propelling you like a rocket around the skating rink. I mean, imagine it. Just close your eyes and imagine what it was like to be speed skating in the 1980s. Let's be honest, no after-school skating party uh, speed skating session was complete without 
uh, Survivor, Eye of the Tiger, I mean, really? For anyone looking for that last final boost of rocket fuel, just musical jet fuel poured into their legs for speed skating, there was always this song to get you across the finish line. Yeah, the final countdown by Europe, possibly the world's greatest one-hit wonder band uh, ever. Uh, yeah, the final countdown. I hope you remember these songs. I hope they take you back in a way, uh, as they do for me. But speed skating, these speed skating songs is what I really want to draw our attention to. These speed skating songs, they did something to me. They quickened my pulse. If you can imagine, they, these songs, they narrowed my eyes like, like Clint Eastwood. Uh, they, they caused my legs to coil like springs inside of my bugle boys. These power anthems of epic conquest, of, of sweetest victory, they brought out the best in me. Maybe they brought out the best in all of us. Maybe we need speed skating songs. These songs and these memories, these moments of glory, they were mine. They are ours, and no one can take them from us. So the Israelites, back in the Old Testament, uh, they, they too had their power anthems. They had those songs that they went to uh, during the hard times, during the good times, during the up times and the down times. They had these power anthems. They too, in a way, had speed skating songs. We as humans, we need speed skating songs. In times of victory, of deliverance, uh, they had a playlist in the Psalms that helped express their deepest emotions. These songs that, that, that helped get their fists pumping in the air. And you know what? Psalm 24. Psalm 24 is probably the most exuberant and celebratory song of them all. Not surprisingly, Psalm 24 also is the culmination of this ancient messianic trilogy we've been looking at the past few weeks. Psalm 22, Psalm 23, and now today, Psalm 24. Uh, we find them pointing us forward pointing us forward to the Messiah, pointing us toward Jesus Christ in His crucifixion, His death, and now today, praise the Lord, His resurrection. He is risen. Let's look at Psalm 24 as we start our, our uh, look at Scripture today. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to Him, for He laid the earth's foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean depths. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? <laughs> Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies. They will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God, their Savior. Such people may seek you and worship in your presence, O God of Jacob. 
Open up, ancient gates. Open up, ancient doors, and let the King of glory enter. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, invincible in battle. Open up, ancient gates. Open up, ancient doors, and let the King of glory enter. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of heaven's armies. He is the King of glory. Whoo! Man, maybe you felt it too. Your pulse quickening. Your, your palms getting sweaty. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong in battle. The Lord of heaven's armies. He is the King of glory. Considering what's, what, what happened while uh, Psalm 22 and Psalm 23 were being sung, Psalm 24 comes along and it rumbles. It rumbles from the outset with a sheer sense of expectancy. Look at verses 1 and 2. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to Him, for He laid the earth's foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean's depths. Then the singer's focus sharpens. It turns our attention to the one who is worthy to approach God, to receive His blessings, and ultimately to open up the way to worship. Look at verses 3-6. through six. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in His holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies, they will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God their Savior. Such people may seek you and then worship in your presence, O God of Jacob. Now finally, the anthem just goes full bore, erupting with exuberant praise of this victorious one who makes these things possible. The one who is capable and qualified. The one with clean hands and a clean heart. The one who is pure enough to enter into the presence of God and worship Him. The psalm erupts with exuberant praise of the, of the victorious one who's proven himself invincible in battle and who has become the king of glory. Look at verses 7 through 10. Open up, ancient gates. Open up, ancient doors, and let the king of glory enter. Who is the king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, invincible in battle. Open up, ancient gates. Open up, ancient doors, and, and let the king of glory enter. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of heaven's armies, He is the King of glory. I caramba. Each movement of this Psalm 24 invites us uh, to enter in. It invites us to participate with the appropriate rock concert response, with the rock concert reactions. Imagine a crowd of people listening to this song being sung. What would they be doing? What would you be doing at a concert if these songs, these words were being sung? Well, Think about this, verses 1 and 2. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all its people belong to Him. For He laid the earth's foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean depths. Imagine right now, this is kind of the head nod. The head nod. Perhaps you're lifting up a lighter above your head. This is when everyone's just kind of swaying, getting into it. The head nod, lifted lighter part. Okay, verses 3 through 6. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in His holy place? Only those with hands and hearts that are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies, they will receive the Lord's blessings and have a right relationship with God their Savior. Such people may seek you and worship in your presence, O God of Jacob. We imagine this then. This is kind of the Bon Jovi over-the-head clap part. This is when it's starting to get good. People got their hands over their head. They're clapping. You know, the Bon Jovi over the head clap. Do I have to explain this further? Um, yeah. And then finally, we get to verses 7 through 9. Open up, ancient gates. Open up, ancient doors, and let the King of glory enter. Who is the King of glory? Oh, I'm glad you asked. The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, invincible in battle. Open up, ancient gates. Open up, ancient doors, and let the King of glory enter. Who is the King of glory? The 
Lord of heaven's armies. He is the king of glory. Imagine you've gone from the head nod, lifted lighter to the Bon Jovi over the head clap, and now it's the full-on fist pump, climb up on the stage and dive into the crowd. This is the fist pump, stage dive part of the psalm. Now, if you look in your Bible, you'll notice that in verse, between verses 6 and 7, and then at the end of verse 10, it says interlude, or it may say something different in your translation. But basically, this is an interlude. So just following with our metaphor, let's imagine that these are the, are the tasty licks on the guitar. This is a breakdown. This is a guitar solo, just like face melting. The interlude melts our face. So... As the energy and the power of Psalm 24, as it builds to a crescendo, we find ourselves feeling fully alive, fully alive in the presence of our long-awaited Messiah, our long-awaited King. Today, we Christians, we celebrate the real-life resurrection of our King of glory, of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Real-life resurrection, not this metaphorical resurrection in our hearts, but this real life. His body is no longer in the tomb, raised to life as the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Our, the real-life resurrection of our King of glory, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Easter Sunday has sometimes been called Resurrection Sunday, and rightly so. Perhaps this name is more helpful. It, it prevents Easter from being just one day or just a holiday on the calendar. You see, Resurrection Sunday, it isn't the end of the Easter story. It's the climax. It's the beginning of a whole new and wonderful chapter, a whole new and wonderful creation. Jesus appeared to many, restoring His disciples' hopes for the next 40 days after the resurrection. Likewise, Easter invites us into this lived-out resurrection reality for seven weeks. Guys, Eastertide, or the season of Easter, lasts for 50 days, with every Sunday being an Easter celebration until the day of Pentecost. So as resurrection people, Easter is our season to practice our greatest power anthem. We join together, we lift our voices, we clap over our heads, we dive off the stage saying, Christ is risen, He is risen indeed, hallelujah. Psalm 24 begins with a recollection of how things began and of who is responsible for all that is. First, the, the first stanza we find in Psalm 24 is an affirmation. It is a confession of God as creator and sustainer. You are creator. You are sustainer. The, the earth is yours. Everything in it, it's yours. The world, all its people, they belong to you. You laid the earth's foundation. You built it upon the ocean depths. The first stanza affirms all these things. Then this tension emerges. Uh-oh. Who can climb the mountain of this holy God, of the Lord? Verse 3 is what we, where we read this. This tension starts to emerge. While the answer has always been the same, uh, the answer has always been the same here. We know who can climb the hill of the Lord. Those with, a, with clean hands, clean hearts, pure hands, pure hearts. But the problem is, sin has really caused a conflict has caused a problem. It's cut us off. It's made us unqualified to climb the mountain of the Lord. Because of, this, of our disobedience, because of the fall, we have become dirty, 
We have been led away by our sinful hearts to do things like worship idols and to pollute ourselves with pride, with lust, with all kinds of lies. And then, therefore, we are no longer able or qualified to approach God. We are no longer qualified or able to come close to our Creator to receive the, His blessing. We are no longer able to dwell with our Maker and to be in a right relationship with Him. This is tragic, and this would most certainly explain that tension we feel in our lives, but also that we kind of sense in this second stanza of Psalm 24. So we find ourselves unable to seek God. We find ourselves ineligible to worship in His presence. This is the tragedy of tragedies. We have been exiled from our true home. But, but, then we hear a snare beat start to build. We start to hear a guitar growling in the background. We start feeling this pulsing bass line uh, underneath all the other noise. Oh man, what's going on? Who is able to climb the mountain of the Lord? Who is it that has clean hands and clean hearts? Surely there's one. Well, there is. There is only one. It's Jesus Christ, the victorious Son of God. Through His atoning work, He has become and is forevermore worthy. He is worthy. The sufferer we read about in Psalm 22, who endured the scorn and the torture of the cross, the, the Lamb of God that we read about in Psalm 23, who trusted in the Good Shepherd and who walked through the valley of death, he now dwells in the house of the Lord forever. And now he has been anointed, he has been blessed, and he has risen again. He has ascended the Lord's mountain. He has come into his holy place. Ah, so what do we do now? What do we do now? What is our appropriate response? Guys, we open the doors of our lives. We open the, the gates of our hearts. We throw open the city gates and we let the King of Glory come in. We let the King of Glory come into our neighborhoods, into our cities, into our world, into our home, into our families, and ultimately into our lives because the King of Glory is here. The King of Glory is here. The, who is this King of Glory? Well, in the light of His resurrection, His victory over death and over the grave, we can answer this question with our very lives. It is the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord who is invincible in battle. Having been washed by His blood and restored through His victory, we can answer now with clean hands and clean hearts, the Lord of heaven's armies, He is the King of glory. Jesus is the King of glory. The story of Easter, the season of Easter, this is Jesus' power anthem. It includes the crucifixion. It includes His death. It includes His resurrection and His ascension and ultimately the advent of His Holy Spirit at Pentecost. These are the power chords. These are the verses in God's glorious song of redemption, of reconciliation, and of ultimate victory in Jesus Christ. In the ascension, Jesus ascended physically to God's mountain, entering that holy place. And, and with the coming of the Holy Spirit, Jesus then, if you can imagine this, He takes the microphone and He points it toward the crowd. He points it toward us so that we can sing along. For each and every one of us who have trusted in Him to, to lift up our voice and join in this anthem of praise. So the question is, will you sing along? Will you sing your part? This is what Easter is for us. It's an invitation for us 
to join our voices, to, to join in the celebration. Will you embrace it? Will you celebrate it? Will you announce it with your life? Will you announce His victory? Who will join in the resurrection song because of you? Here's the thing. Proclamation is a natural uh, outflow uh, of the good news of Jesus' resurrection. It changes us and it changes then everyone around us. Our lives start to proclaim and announce His victory in the world around us. We start singing our resurrection song and others start to hear it and they too begin to sing along. So who will join in your resurrection song because of you, because of your encounter with Jesus? Who will your life invite into a relationship with Jesus? Who will your life invite to sing along? Who will the song, you singing this resurrection song, imagine this. It leads someone you love to find new life in Christ as well. What a beautiful story. Put it another way. Put it another way. What, what doors in your life can you throw open today? What gates in your relationships can you throw open today so that the King of Glory might enter into your world? How and where will you let the King of Glory enter into your life and into your world? Jesus' resurrection anthem, it was never meant to be sung alone. It's often been said that a relationship with Jesus is personal, but it's not private. It can't be private. This song, this anthem was never meant to be sung alone. Everything Christ endured, everything Christ gained, it was for God's glory and for our good. For God's glory and for our good. Now we too, because of our faith in Jesus Christ, being washed clean uh, through, through the redemption that He made possible, through His life, His atoning death, and now His resurrection, we too can climb the mountain of the Lord. <laughs> because of Jesus, we can enter the holy place. We can receive blessing and we can have a right relationship with God. Jesus answered the long prayer of humanity that we could come back home, we could dwell once again with our Creator. We can receive blessing and have a right relationship with God because of the life, the death, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, today, my friends, may you find your faithful voice. May you confess with your mouth, and may you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, and may you be saved. Be reconciled to God. Be healed through faith in Jesus Christ and join in the chorus of the redeemed. Join in the anthem of the resurrected. Have you joined in? Well, listen closely. The song has begun. The King of glory has arrived. Our risen Lord Jesus Christ is here. This is the good news. The good news for you and for me. So let's all sing along. Let's pray together. Father, thank you. A hundred times over, thank you. Thank you for what you've done for us in Jesus Christ. Thank you for your merciful heart shown to us in your Son. That you didn't give up on us. That you didn't punish us and do away with us. Unmake us as we deserved. Lord, you persevered. You showed kindness. And you, you put into place so long ago a plan to seek and to save all that had been lost. And that plan came to fruition in Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago when He lived among us, living the perfect life, the life we couldn't live, and then dying the perfect death, the death we deserved but couldn't die, and then being raised into perfect life and inviting us to join Him 
God, this is good news, and we thank you for it. I pray for my friends here today as we sit around on Easter, uh, as we enter into Easter tide. I pray that something new would happen in our hearts, that, the, that the, the gates in our hearts, the doors of our soul, even though they might be a little rusty or a little bit, um, uh, um, I don't know, rusty from, from lack of use, I pray that today we would just push those open. We would open those doors. We would throw those gates open and say, open up, ancient gates. Open up, ancient doors, because the King of glory has come into my life. The King of glory has come into my world, and I've been changed. It's changed everything. God, help us today through the work of your Holy Spirit to open up the doors and the gates of our hearts and our souls. Lord, the, the, the good news of Jesus Christ has changed my life. It's changed the life of so many of my family and friends, but it's the one thing that can truly change our world. Your promise is that the good news will ultimately culminate in new creation and your desire is that we would be a part of that together with you so god i pray that you'd work that truth deeply into our heart that this power anthem of resurrection would uh, be the be the soundtrack to our life going forward we thank you for your goodness we thank you for your love and we thank you for all that you've done for us in jesus christ our risen lord and savior we lift our prayers to you in Jesus' name amen Wow, got a little sweaty on that one. That was a, oh man, I love looking at things like Psalm 24 and how they point us to Jesus and help us focus in keenly on what he's done for us. And I pray that you would carry this with you as you go through the rest of your day. Um, you're going to be receiving um, the uh, Hope and Anchor Care Group's email uh, this week. It's got some uh, important stuff, but uh, and updates and announcements and also a devotional. But here's the thing we're relying on these care groups to help people. People stay connected at Hope and Anchor in our fellowship uh, in the uh, weeks and even who knows how long ahead. But they're a critical link. So if you're a part of a care group, I want to encourage you to invest. Invest. Be proactive in reaching out to each other, caring for each other. If you're not in a care group or if you've not been contacted by a care group leader, please let me know. I want to do my best to help you get uh, connected and get involved. Um, one thing we're going to try to do today also, I don't know if you'll be hearing this on Easter, but uh, my family and I, we're going to try to uh, make a short little Hey, Happy Easter video <laughs> and post that to our Facebook page, our Hope and Anchor Facebook page. Uh, that's really terrifying and none of us really want to do it, but we want to say hi and we want to see others saying hi. So we're going to post this little video. Would you do the same? I want to encourage you to just do a short little Happy Easter, how are you doing video that we can share uh, because... I ran into some people from Hope and Anchor at the grocery store yesterday, Sal and Doris, and it was just so good for my soul uh, to actually see people I love from our fellowship in real life. Uh, so <laughs> this is a little way. It's not a perfect way, but it's a good way to show um, um, ourselves to each other and to wish a happy Easter to each other as well. So if you'll do that, that would be awesome. So uh, let's finish up by praying as the Lord taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right, today we're going to finish up our time together with our Easter doxology. Hallelujah! Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah! Rejoice! 
The stone is rolled away, grave clothes neatly folded. No more the smell of death. Behold the empty tomb. Hallelujah! He is risen. Rejoice! Scripture has been fulfilled. The sting of death is gone. The victory has been won. Behold the risen Christ. Hallelujah! He is risen. Rejoice! The curtains torn in two. God has invited us in. Christ's sacrifice is enough to wash away your sins. Hallelujah! He is risen. May the grace and peace of our may the grace and peace of our oh man I got confused there for a second may the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you there it is may the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you have a great Easter everyone All right, so here we go. One, one more, one more chance for the group singing with Shane and Shane and the Robbie C band. All right, this little song called "I Saw the Light."